0: The Red Diamond Courier, an Elder Scrolls podcast. Here are your hosts, Bob Chichinsky and Dog Bart Twenty Four. Welcome, everyone, to episode 105 of the Red Diamond Courier. I am here with you, your host, Bob Chachinsky, with my good friend and co-host, Dog Bark 24 my dude. How are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Excited to be here, as always. And maybe even a little especially more this week, because this week... We are going to be covering the news and, well, we're always covering the news, but we, uh, there's been some 2023 ESO news uh that is come out uh, from the kind of annual end of the year letter from Matt Firer. and uh, there's a lot to talk about, so we have some 2023 news and predictions for you guys, so that is uh, kind of what's on the docket for today. But as always, why don't we get started off with the news first? So Dogged, uh, is it finally New Life yet or what, man? Because I'm dying.
1: Yep, New Life is here. It's been here for a few days now. um, And it ends on January 3rd. So That's a pretty long time. I can get down with that. Yep there in that you can get uh you know a bunch of double experience you can get tickets from doing the daily quests and you get new life festival boxes after each
2: one um yeah
0: yeah and uh make sure that y'all are putting on the double xp because it doesn't it's not just automatic you got to drink the mug of delicious juice from Breda. You could slot it on your wheel, too. So there you go. Uh, uh, as far as like the
1: boxes go, um, they give you a bunch of stuff. A lot of it is like alchemy provisioning, enchanting provisioning uh, ingredients. Um, you can get a bundle of consumable festival toys, uh, more crafting materials for the skin changer style. Uh, and then lastly, you have a chance to receive a 2016 New Life Rune Box, a 2017 New Life Rune Box recipe, a New Life Furnishing, a Skin Changer Motif page, an Imperial Writ, a scale Master Writ, a Snowball Pet Rune Box, the Powder White cony Pet Rune Box, and a new Evergreen Armor Style page, and last year's Nord Carved Armor Style page. It's so a lot of style pages, a lot of room boxes, some
0: recipes, some furnishings, and some master writs. Wow, oh, that's all just from the regular new life boxes, huh? Yep. Yeah. Well, I guess at least there's a lot of drops, but I mean, it looks like it's going to be kind of tough to get all of them. However, they are repetitive ones. So, you know, if you don't have them, at least you, you know, have a chance to still get them. Yeah. So what about for the Impresario Dogged? Did they uh bring everything back this time? Yep. Uh
1: you can get everything of the 2022 Morphling Collectibles, which is the Scales of Akatosh, the Oriolic uh Quasi Griff, um, the Daggerfall Paladin costume, um, and of course the sacred hourglass of Alkosh, which you can now complete with this event. And the basic Soulfire Dragon Illusion pet that morphs into all those things. And you can also get bound evergreen armor style pages, the powder white Coney pet, impresario group repair kits, companion guild, accommodations, and indirect mountain pets from the indirect vendor.
0: Well, at least I got a lot of things to spend tickets on because you could earn uh I believe sixty tickets this event, which is pretty wild. Yeah, that's definitely a lot of tickets. Um it's kinda
1: weird that there's not a grab bag this year again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is, it's like every other event or every other other one. I don't know. Yeah, some true. events don't get it. Yeah. I'm excited to finish the hourglass because um Like, it's cool how it could, you know, turn the night and day in your house. You know, I feel like uh, if, well, if it was back in the day and I put that in my house, you would just constantly be, like, making it nighttime or whatever I don't like. (laughs) You would be making it, but seeing as now you don't play as as often anymore, maybe I'll get away with uh, having it how I like every now and again. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'd be like uh, Patrick flipping on the lights just showing life, death, life, death, life, death.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Well, blowing the freaking uh, <laughs> dragon uh, whatever horn over there. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm excited for that one, though. Yeah, that one's definitely cool to have. And uh, I did kind of want to finish the Daggerfall Paladin like, 1, too, which I... Think was also one away from, so I'm glad they brought them all back. I like how they do that, at least you know, at the end of the year. Yep, that's definitely nice
3: for them to do. um That uh, wraps up the New Life Festival,
1: but there is like another thing that's kind of New Life Festival adjacent. Um, There's a special promo going on right now where if you give someone or multiple people a minimum of five event tickets, you'll get four Stone Lore crown crates on January 31st. So that has to happen during this event.
0: Um, It's the usual thing, you know, I, I think you end up saving like 200 crowns or something, 250. I don't know. theoretically, it's, like,
2: worth it. Yeah, if you want to get crown crates, then there's
1: that. Or if you just want to gift, you know, event tickets to people, that's also good.
0: Yeah, even though, like I said, you are going to be able to earn 60 freaking tickets to this event. But yeah, they, you know... It's a cool little uh, promotion. I I think, you know, they should just put crown crates. Like, if you gift a crown crate to someone, then it's on sale or it's, like, cheaper. And then, you know, we could all just gift each other crown crates instead of one ticket to, like, a few people or I don't know. But, yeah, still,
2: I guess it's kind of cool. All right. Outside of the New Life Festival,
1: there's a bit more news going on. Um, a while back, ESO was taken off of console cloud gaming. So both Xbox and PlayStation. Um, I think of as as of this weekend, ESO is back on Xbox cloud gaming. Um, I'm hoping this means that it got optimized or something, uh, and we will see ESO on PS now, which is PlayStation's cloud gaming, like in the future as well, because it's not on PS now right now, and that's how I like to be able to play ESO to get scores and stuff whenever I do that, which was doesn't happen anymore because it's not on there.
0: So mm, yeah, that's weird. Do you have to be connected to Wi-Fi to do Xbox cloud gaming? Yeah. Oh, because like I was in my emails and they were like, hey, ESO Xbox Cloud gaming and I was like at work and I was like, oh, really let me try that and it was like nah homie and I was like uh, I guess it probably has to be on Wi-Fi. yeah I mean maybe phone connection might work but I don't know I don't know I can get it to go it's just like do you want to launch it on your console and I was like I mean yeah but I'm not there <laughs> <laughs> the only time
1: I've tried uh, the Xbox cloud gaming is on uh, my friend's console so
2: Oh,
3: okay.
1: Yeah. All right, and then the uh, last bit of news. Uh, there's a bunch of end-of-the-year official ESO streams happening with community man- managers. I think you can get an hour borders crate by watching them, or at least that's, you know, normally how it goes. So most of them already happen, but there are two on the 18th. One is a hundred CET on the Bethesda French Twitch, and the other is 9 p.m. Eastern, and is the ESL Christmas Carol, which uh, both Bob and I were invited to this, and we will actually be in the audience of the house for that
0: one, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's oh, that's the one they're streaming. Uh, okay, wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, and that's the twentieth because I think you said the 18th yep. in there. But uh, yeah, so Tuesday, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Uh, I, You know, I've been doing plenty of Christmas stuff, but I just like I haven't really felt super in the Christmas spirit yet, and it's, there's only like seven days left, so I'm like, man, I really need a Christmas it up this week. So I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> that that Christmas Carol thing, if that doesn't kick it into gear, then I, I mean... I'm baking Christmas cookies that day as well, so that's just like it has to, you know, kick it into overdrive.
1: Yeah, it's meant to be at that point, you know. Maybe kick on some New Life Festival too.
0: Yeah, I've I've been uh, hitting some New Life here and there, you know. That that's good. I did take some time yesterday and finally get my character into its, uh, you know, my Santa-esque outfit. So. Uh, that that helped a little bit, you know. I got my I'm on my my horse with the you know wreath around its neck, which I believe you gifted me one year. Probably, maybe I don't know. Makes sense.
2: Sounds real. I think I have my winter gear. I don't know though, but I sh- I should
0: probably put on like my Christmas stuff because you know I have lots of Christmas stuff. Yeah, exactly, man. Like I said, we're we're in the last week now, man. Can't miss out on these opportunities, dog.
2: I know. I mean, normally I just wear my Christmas stuff year round, and then you're like,
1: "That's (laughs) weird." I'm like, "All right, I guess I'll make it wintry year round."
0: And
3: yeah,
0: yeah. No, now you have to go back to Christmas. You got to pull out your dumb, bright red and green injury. (laughs) You know it. Alright, so uh, since that wraps it for the news, let's get into some of our Cyrodiil stuff. And as far as the letter from Matt Firor goes, there was a good portion of it that dealt with, um, you know, some stuff that pertains to Cyrodiil and performance, etc. So, mainly, uh, what we wanted to pull out of the letter and just throw here is... Uh, He talked about the hardware and server updates, which, as you know, if you play on PC, uh, they really didn't build it up to be a big thing, but it ended up really helping with performance, especially in PvP. So, he goes on to say that, we are in the home stretch of upgrading and replacing all ESO data center hardware, which of course has been significantly delayed by the ongoing global slowdown of sourcing computer hardware. Once complete, ESO's servers and infrastructure will be more reliable, and as we saw from the one realm that has been upgraded so far, PCNA, there will be some performance improvements as well. Now, like, for me and Dog, especially for Dog, who plays with a not-as-great internet connection, especially on PC when he plays because he plays on, like, a laptop that was meant for, like... Being a student, so uh, he has he struggles in there big time. And when this uh, update went through, it was a like significant change, uh, if I remember correctly, right, dog? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I was crashing less often, which which is still pretty
1: frequently, but definitely wasn't like, all right, I'm here up, uh, I crashed. All right, I'm here up, I crashed. Now it's like I crash every two keeps or every three keeps so i was crashing all the time in uh gray host so that's good
0: that yeah, was yeah, that's, it. That's good <laughs> what about the uh like uh i guess what what were like the like when you press the skill you know and it actually like casts like the reaction time was like you're no lag like less lag more fluid yeah, definitely more fluid. You know, you could swap bars. That's pretty oh, yeah, that's How about that? Swapping bars in a game where swapping bars is essential.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like I don't want to heal people
2: to death. You could try. It doesn't work.
0: <laughs> all right, so he continues to say that almost all the hardware should be delivered and in place by December. And then we'll need a month or two to install and test everything before we shift over to the new hardware. Please note that we will be prioritizing all three realms in the EU data center first, and then we'll return to the NA data center to finish moving Xbox and PlayStation realms there. We are as frustrated as you that this has taken so long. But it is happening, and we will be done and ready for all players probably in late February or March of 2023. And then also that uh, looks like I would assume that they're probably their goal is to get this out before, you know, the quarter one DLC. That would be my main assumption. Yeah, probably. I don't think they want to go into the DLC dropping this as well cause that's just asking for a disaster. And to finish up this part, he goes on to say, our multi-threading work continues as we announced a month or so back. Just to remind everyone, this is the initiative that will result in better overall server performance. As we already announced, we'll be phasing these changes in over the course of 2023. Starting with the chapter in Q2, we'll keep everyone updated in patch notes going forward. So, there you go. A little bit to chew on for you guys. Um, I've kind of given you my thoughts uh, throughout. But, Dog, anything else you have to say on this? Uh, these topics. All right. Um,
1: yeah, one of the things that I hope they do change is that they either take out. Or postpone the beginning of the year, White Strikes Mayhem, and wait until like after March or after the chapter, so you know, actual mid year. And uh, just so that, you know, Cyrodiil's good and it's not like laggy and all that kind of stuff, because not being able to bar swap sucks. And being able to, you know, see and, you know, advertise to the people that I've left. Uh, serialism in a much more stable condition on all platforms would be a good change and might bring more people back to the consoles
3: and PCEU
0: that would be pretty awesome I would like to see something like that alright so uh, before we go off on event tangents cause gosh that could be just a, a deep dark hole let's get into our PVP scores for the week so, gray hosts, we've got PC servers, have 22 days left, so it's a pretty fresh campaign. On the NA side, we have Ebonheart Pact in the lead with 25.8k. Almeri Dominion, just behind him with 24k, and Daggerfall, unfortunately, bringing up the caboose, but still right there with 23.3k, so throw a blanket over all those three. That is a close battle, as it always seems to be PCNA. We'll see if uh DC could pull themselves out of the bottom uh, by the next week or so. So then we've got EU where Mary Dominion is up in the lead with 27k. And then we've got a close battle for second with DC at 20.5k and Evan Hart back to 20.2k. So AD has a pretty solid little lead. So AD has a pretty solid little lead, and then you got DC and EP just right there for uh, second place. So still pretty fresh campaigns, only a week in, and we'll have to see how those progress.
1: All right, for Xbox NA, there's seven days left in this campaign. We have EP in first with 90k. DC in second with 58.8K. And 80 in last with 56.5K. So EP with a huge lead over there. And then for Xbox EU, uh, pretty much the same. EP in first with 72K. DC in second with 60K. And 80 in last with
3: 59.9K. So the gap between second and third is uh, much closer. But... EPs leading both of those uh, servers with a huge gap.
0: Yeah, that uh, that gap in NA is frustrating. I must say, like I have been in there this month, and it's all the hours that I go to play, which are usually the not so populated hours, and the map is just red, and it sucks, and it's not fun for Bob. So, moving on to PlayStation for NA, we've got Aldmeri Dominion at 70k leading over Ebonheart Pact at 69k and Daggerfall Covenant at 68.5k, so Daggerfall may be in last, but they're only 1.5, you know, 1,500 points back. That's crazy, especially with only one week left in the campaign, this is a really, really tight race here for first. Hopefully, Daggerfall can at least get out of last there. They uh, they're really really close. So keep up the good work, and uh, be interesting to see who ends up winning that campaign. Now for EU, once again, Ebonheart Pact is leading with just a huge lead. They have ninety eight k. Almer Dominion is in second with sixty seven k. So that that's just Drastic lead for ebonheart and then Daggerfall. What is going on, guys? This is just bad. In last with twenty-five k, so we have basically a quarter of the leads score. We don't even have half of second place. That just call that one a month right there. Move on to a twenty twenty-three. I think for uh grey host and EU for Daggerfall at least. You D know, C DC's just probably winning the
1: other campaigns, right?
0: Probably. Maybe. Yeah, let, let's hope so, because <laughs> DC is not leading one gray host across all six servers right now all right so with that we want to take uh this little middle portion of our episode to remind you all we are part of the robots radio podcast network where you will find a plethora of amazing shows if you go check them out at robotsradio.net
1: do you love the witcher series and are interested in learning more about the world and the history and the monsters and the characters of the witcher well this is Robots from shows like the Fallout Lorecast and the Elder Scrolls Lorecast and the Mass Effect Lorecast. And me and my buddy Toasty are now doing The Witcher Lorecast. It's available on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on right now. And we also record live on Monday nights on twitch.tv slash robots radio at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So you're welcome to join us there. Again, it's The Witcher Lorecast
3: available everywhere. Go check it out right now.
0: All right. All right. So dogged we uh we got plenty of uh some 2023 stuff to talk about here from good old head over there at zoss matt firor uh how do you how do you want to attack this
2: all right well i did
1: rearrange this letter a bit so it's not in the exact order because i wanted to you know end the conversational topic last and also we did the PvP aspect of it that you know we already said, so yeah. It is rearranged, so Okay. So pretty much it starts off the same with the intro and it reads, uh as we approach the end of twenty twenty two, it's once again time to share some of the thoughts on where ESO is and to look ahead on what is in store for the game within in the U- in the new year in 2023 ESO will see an amazing chapter as well as some long requested changes to the types of content that we will deliver and based largely based largely on community
2: feedback Uh, but before we go into all the details 2022 is ending as we
1: but before we go into all the details 2022 is ending and as we wind down the legacy of the breton storyline we we were very happy to welcome the millions of new ESO players who joined over the course of 2022 which featured two new localizations spanish and simplified chinese we returned to live in person events with the, another with another amazing and fun ESO tavern in germany this august it was a great year and even better in
2: that we got to start traveling and seeing you all in person
0: Man, it just like hearing that they're gonna finally change up the cadence of it, of like the release cycle, that's refreshing. Just like that alone is like a breath of fresh air. If not the uh, year of something. Well, not so much that, and it's just like not dungeons chapter, dungeons little zone. Because it's been like that for like since ESO came out. Well, maybe since like the second or full second full year it was on console. Because like the first DLC that came out was Imperial City, and that was in the fall of the first year that ESO dropped on console. So it was probably like four or five months after it came out. Then they went and did like some Thieves Guild and some Dark Brotherhood stuff. It wasn't really. But dungeons were still, like, coming out during that, too, so the exact cadence that they found, yeah, it was, like, a couple years in, and it's just been, like, going strong. And going away from the year-long story content as well, that's, like, a whole nother thing, though. Just, like, knowing that they're gonna, like, just refresh it a bit is, like, I know people have been asking for that. Yeah. But, of course, uh, as you all know, one thing I'm super excited for uh, that hopefully I'll, again, get to attend uh, is these ESO fan gatherings in 2023. Really hope that we get to uh, go out and meet a lot of you. And, you know, like, when we started the cast, if you guys have been listening to us that long, I mean, it's been freaking two full years now or three full years oh my god that's insane we're crazy um so when we started this i was like going to eso vegas that week and i remember like coming home and i ordered like a bunch of red diamond like stuff like stickers and wristbands and stuff i was gonna like so excited i wanted to go to like e3 and I didn't care if I had to just stand out in the parking lot at E3 and just hand out stuff and be like, yeah, I listen to my podcast on Elder Scrolls. Um, and then uh, COVID happened and shut down the entire world like a month after we started our podcast. So we haven't got to do any of that. Um, Yeah, like I I would love to just get to meet you guys, give you some Red Diamond stuff. Uh, talk about Elder Scrolls with people who get to play. All right, so going back into uh, what Matt Fiverr was mentioning here, here's where he's kind of talking about uh, these gatherings. So he goes on to say, We have wanted to have a mass gathering of VSO fans in North America for years, and I'm very happy to say that we will be having an in-person gathering this spring somewhere in the United States. Stay tuned for details. But you can expect to get hands-on with the new chapter, see presentations from the dev and community teams, and of course, spend some time with fellow ESO players. We are definitely looking forward to seeing you, North American fans, in person. And of course, we will see our European community again in the summer at the ESO Tavern. Stay tuned for details on that as well. As you can see, we've got some big plans for the future of ESO, and we can't wait to share more about what is coming to Tamriel in 2023 and beyond. As always, my heartfelt thanks to the ESO community for their role in the continued evolution of The Elder Scrolls Online. Your passion for the game, including its world and stories, is inspiring to us as developers. And we believe that Tamriel in the second era wouldn't be the same without your own characters, communities, and yes, feedback. Here's to another exciting year for the Elder Scrolls Online. See you in Tamriel. And he did not forget to mention some of the recent turmoil. So he uh, goes on to say, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the issue with update 36, which launched Just this last November. It introduced far too many bugs and issues, and even as I write this, we are still chasing down issues with blocking in combat. Trust me, I am just as concerned about this as you all are, and we will be making some process changes within the dev team to ensure that things like this happen far more rarely. With an aging code base which is 26 million lines of code, really. It is difficult to be 100% efficient, but we could be far, far better, and we know it. So, uh, there you go. That's looking forward to 2023. We've got, uh, some cool, you know, community meetups that have a lot of potential of happening, and being a lot of fun, somewhere in North America, clearly, uh, I'm hoping like, somewhere in the western kind of region. I don't know. I my goal is to talk dog into going. So uh, like we got to go together red diamond courier meetup. Um, you know, they said, uh, some cool community stuff might, uh, be a part of it too. So you never know. You might see me and Dogged up there doing some, uh, some stuff, but <laughs> no promises on that. Uh, that you know building off that they've just got a bunch of uh good plans for 2023 when it comes to releases when it comes to uh trying to get things you know implemented without having bugs that is always the goal for any you know game company dropping new downloadable content but especially one with such a large player base where you can't you know test something how it's gonna you know react to having 13 million players you know playing it so uh, I think that this year was a good step in the right direction for them like it had a lot of potential and they didn't really capitalize on it entirely but I think that it was a step up from 2021 and I, th- I think they're headed in the right direction this is Slight roadmap is definitely uh, points to that as well, I think. So to build on that, he uh, goes on to talk about a few of the more specific things with uh, looking forward into ESO. In general, there are two types of content in ESO. Handcrafted, such as quests, stories, and things you do one time per character, And systems, which are activities that are generally repeatable such as PvP, dungeons, trials, housing, daily crafting writs, etc. We have always had a mix of the two types of content, but in terms of dev team hours, the majority of time developing the game has been weighted towards questing content. As I mentioned above, the big news for 2023 is that based in significant part on player feedback, we are now at the point where we are reassessing the balance of handcrafted one-and-done storytelling content versus repeatable game activities. ESO is a massive game with a huge number of zones, quests, and systems. We have created 40 or so hours of hand-built content every year since 2015, as well as a myriad of dungeons and new systems like 1 Tamriel, Thieving, Assassinations, Companions, Tales of Tribute, Antiquities, Crafting Writs, Housing, Graphical Character Customization, Solo and Group Arenas, PvP Battlegrounds, and much, much more. Now that we have hundreds and hundreds of hours of questing content, enough for 4 or 5 regular RPGs, we are hearing from our new players that the sheer number of zones and stories and characters is intimidating. Which, if I'm going to be honest, it was when we started playing and I've only added onto it. Uh, So he continues, and on the other hand, our veteran players consistently tell us that they would like more content that isn't played through just once. They would like more content that they can enjoy for years, content that utilizes our already existing zones to add new things to do, and most importantly, introduces some new gameplay. So, given the above, 2023 will see us moving away from the year-long adventure, 12-month storylines that we have featured since 2019's Season of the Dragon. I think these have run their course and frees us up to do some new and interesting content that we've been wanting to do for a few years now, and lets us return to the expansive story arcs that unfold over multiple chapters. This year-long strategy was a huge success and raised the profile of ESO, but now after four straight years we're finding more and more that this cadence limits what we can do. So below is the 2023 content cadence. Please note that the first half of the year remains essentially unchanged, and the second half of the year now has an update devoted to addressing issues and quality of life improvements, and an update devoted to a larger new tentpole system.
2: So this is basically
0: getting to the point where I was bringing up earlier how there... Altering the cadence of releases for the year. So in quarter one, we're still gonna get the traditional dungeon DLC. Two dungeons, they're gonna be brand new. Uh I think the cool part is that they're not gonna be tied into the entire year-long story. And we might really see some uh, you know, just awesome dungeons again, ones that don't get bogged down with storytelling, don't get dragged out with, you know needing it to be long so it feels like um you're yeah I don't know getting something out of it like I the, the story dungeons just did not hit the same so I am really excited for them to move past that now for uh quarter 2 we're still doing a full featured chapter in June the 2023 ESO chapter will be a complete story You will be able to play all the way through it without a storyline that is broken out and reserved for later in the year. We will return to larger slash better and more detailed chapters by doing this. We are really excited about next year's chapter. For details, you have to wait for our global reveal event in January. But one hint, this will be part of a multi-year story arc and will contain one of the most requested new features in ESO. And let me tell you, that got everyone talking. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about that later. So uh, for Q3, they are going to focus on quality of life, improvements, and bug fixes. That uh, DLC usually comes out around August, so... uh, They usually would drop a pretty significant amount of, you know, quality of life stuff in that update. That was like the QOL update of the year anyways. So now they're just focusing on that more specifically in that time. So that gets us to the Q4 update. And rather than the usual zone DLC, they'll be featuring a new system. They're working on the concept and design for this now. And they'll give more details during uh, the global reveal event early next year. So, there you go. We all want a new system, and that's what they're working on. So, I'm really liking that a lot. Uh, Looking back at ESO's evolution since 2014, you can see that they often shake things up, try new things, and make changes as needed. So, they will assess how this new cadence is received, both by the development team and in the community. If we have to make more adjustments, they will. And that's uh, the end quote from Matt Fyro right there. So, uh, like Doug said, he chopped it up a little bit, moved stuff around, but we made sure you guys got all the important parts out of this letter. Clearly, as you know from me, I have, if you guys listen to the show, you know. I've been talking about the release cadence for a while now, and I'm really, really excited for this. Uh, I know that, uh, you know, if they're listening, then that's that's a big part of something that they're listening to, and I'm just really excited to uh, get back to before the year-long things. Like, the year-long stories were really cool, especially, like, those first couple years. Um, And then, like, Blackwood, it was not, uh, and then High Eye was like really exciting at first, and then like I don't know, it kind of fell off. Maybe with the bugs and stuff that came out, it just really impacted those releases. So I'm just really excited to get back to uh, a different cadence, just fresh, you know? Like uh, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be a change at least, so it's gonna be interesting. So uh, that's going to bring us to our 2023 thoughts and predictions. Yeah, so
1: we're going to be getting uh, two dungeons and a Chapter Zone DLC next year. Um, I'm hoping that the dungeons will be back to like five bosses with the last boss being a hard mode option. Because honestly, I'm kind of over the three bosses, each with a hard mode and quote unquote secret bosses like. They're not secret. We all know that they're there. Um, I'll settle for like one of each, but I I just want to you know a normal dungeon with five bosses and one final boss, no secrets, and yeah, I'm hoping at least one,
0: if not both. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping with that too. Like the whole cool part about secret bosses. Was that they were secret bosses. Like, yeah. It was like, oh, this dungeon is cool because it has secret boss. Like, oh, have you done the secret bosses in March of Sacrifices? March of Sacrifices. followed Grave. Yeah. Uh, Arcacy's Lab. I don't know what that dungeon is called. I mean, that was p- pretty much to the point where they are pushing it, though. They're like, everything's going to have a secret. But is were like... Okay, but after that it was like every every dungeon's having secrets, yeah, and yeah it's uh the it's pretty much the old saying that it's not a secret if everyone knows that it's gonna be there, so yeah uh, I think just yeah, go back to you know maybe one of the dungeons, like you said, has the secrets, uh. And, you know, maybe that dungeon, they keep this, like, every boss has a hard mode thing. But the other one, let's go back to normal, man. I don't want to fight five hard modes. I just want to fight the one hard mode. You know, I want to get through the other bosses, get to the end, do a hard mode. Like, it's traditional. Maybe that's crazy, but... I'm never gonna do five hard modes like I just don't care that much especially if the the concept of them making a hard mode is well here, here it is on normal it's t- stupid easy here it is on veteran ah alright here it is on hard mode we're just gonna smack you to the ground in death and it's like okay I mean yeah Sure. And if that's the last boss, then that's one thing. But if I have to do that five times in one dungeon, I'm just over it, dude. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. You can't even handle like two or three times. Yeah. And there's no good reward either. It's not like you're getting a skin or a a personality. You're getting like a title. Yeah. And now you can't even, if you can't even do the first one, now you
1: can't even go on to do the second or third one because. Yeah, decided
0: that that was a good idea. It's an interesting decision, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that's definitely me and Dog's hopes that they, you know, now that we're all getting two dungeons, they really got to knock them out of the park, right? So we'll see. Yeah, so we're getting a new chapter here, Dogged. Uh, there's been some definite community speculation. Where are you, uh, hoping that we would go?
1: Where am I hoping that we go? I'd kind of want to go, to like, I don't know, maybe, like, Eastern Hammerfell or Colovia, somewhere in there. Somewhere that's, like,
2: Imperial or Redguard.
0: Okay, yeah, I'd be down with that. Or maybe, like, yeah, like, um, Western... Kind of Cyrodiil Northern, like uh, Valinwood I guess. Would that be right there? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Yeah, kind of maybe that jungly side of Cyrodiil or something. I mean, I don't know. I am definitely not so keen on the "quote unquote" Telvanni Peninsula. I don't. I'm not. I don't like mushroom houses. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do you think just because m- me and you neither of us actually played Morrowind ever, because that was like slightly before we got into Elder Scrolls, so we just have no respect for it, and I just don't like over there. I mean, maybe. I mean, when I when I uh, whenever I go
1: to like Morrowind, Wardenclyffe Zone, it's like I hate it here. Like I don't want to be here. I hate. I hate it when events are there. Like I just don't like that zone.
0: Yeah, it's got a bunch of big old flea bugs and (laughs) uh, floating gods and just other weird stuff, man. Like it's like Doctor Seuss land. Yeah, I didn't really uh, like uh, the area in Skyrim that was
1: all like Morrowindy ish too. So I like the uh, colder mountains and the Goblin Reiklings, but
0: at the Denver area. So Fair enough, man, fair tough. enough. But but uh yeah, I don't know. It's just something about Marwin. So I don't know if that's where we're going then that's where we're going. and It is what it is and I'll play the content. But I would hope for you know, anywhere else. Considering we just went to Eastern Ceredale, Two years ago or last year now And I don't know what we're gonna get But I guess we'll see Apparently there's, you know Some, that like, you know Some line of some quest in there People are like, yeah, that's where we're going Yeah, and the
1: uh, Skyrim event uh, That introduction test also said something about Talbani Peninsula Really? Wow so that was two different things that pointed towards it. Two things, it's true.
2: Yep, it's more than one.
0: <laughs> All right, dog. So we know um, what a lot of people would want to see as the most requested new feature of ESO. Instead of guessing at a bunch of random things, why don't we just uh throw out things that people have already guessed and we could uh discuss their validity
2: yeah i uh I definitely like that idea. Uh, it's almost like I came up with the idea but
0: <laughs> well, would you have been able to put it into words so succinctly uh probably not. Exactly. That's why I'm here for you. I, yeah. So, uh, first and foremost, I don't know if it's the most requested new feature in the ESO, but it's got to be at least top three, and it's only being requested by one man. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that is Benevolent Bodie. He has requested that we get stackable treasure maps Probably for every day of the last four years of his <laughs> life, <laughs> multiple times. I mean, like, if if you're in an ESO stream, you probably see Benevolent in there talking about stackable treasure maps. Like, this guy wants it. He wants it more than anything. Honestly, I kind of want him for him at this point. Yeah, I feel like, uh, like one of every three, uh, ESO tweets uh he always says something about treasure maps like
3: yep.
1: it's there
0: I feel like he's known more for being the tr- stackable treasure maps guy than the calendar mancer which is actually what he does <laughs> the ESO calendar
3: yeah
0: So that's pretty funny but I don't know man like stackable treasure maps seems like stackable uh you know other things that don't stack that i wish they did and there's plenty of them and i just i don't see it going away honestly
3: yeah
1: honestly if it doesn't happen in 2023 or 2024 at the latest i don't think it's gonna happen ever really if it doesn't happen in 2023 i don't think it's gonna happen ever i think it might be one of those things that it seems like it would be simple but if it doesn't happen next year like it might be more hassle than it's worth unfortunately like maybe it just breaks everything
2: yeah
0: like, it just nukes everything that would be a hell of an explanation sorry guy it <laughs> just it blows up the whole game when we do that so
3: <laughs>
1: either have stackable treasure maps and with the stackable tre- uh, treasure maps you have a bug where now your uh uh your uh, your surveys don't
2: stack so, that is not a <laughs> good trade-off. <laughs>
0: Hell no. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Really had to keep myself from just letting out many curses at that, man. Oh god, that
3: was
0: <laughs> not a good trade. <laughs> Alright, so, I think this one uh could be a very actual, probably viable option uh, Overland difficulty.
2: Yeah, this has been like people have been asking for this probably since they one tameruled everything. Yeah, I, this is probably like the thing that I I would want the most too.
1: Um, I it might be the most wanted. Yeah, um, I know in the past like they brought it, brought it up in like streams and stuff. Um, and they always bring up how pre one Tamriel and Craglorn was. Uh, I guess had the harder overland difficulty, and it didn't go well. And but I didn't play back then, right? Like I joined after Morrowind. I joined in between Clockwork City and whatever dungeon DLC that was. I think Scalebreaker. So not Scalebreaker. Dragon Bones. So. I don't know, I would definitely like to see harder difficult or harder uh at least like story quests, you know, like where the
0: boss doesn't get too shot, yeah, and like the sucky thing too is like you know I'm thinking of like when it was before, and especially like when Rothgar came out, like that was the first new like piece of you know content where it was a story zone for console players, because, like, Kraglorn was already there when we got the game. So this is, like, the big new thing for us. And going there, um, all the enemies were way harder. Like, they were harder than they had been ever at any other point in the game. Like, in the base vanilla game playing. So... Like, I really liked that, and I like, okay, here's the new content. It's harder than what I was doing, so now it's going to, like, impact my character and make me better. It's concept. But, also, I see why they're, like, straying away from that, too, because they're like, we just put out this brand new piece of content. We want everyone to be able to, like, go play it and enjoy it, regardless of their skill level or, like you know just level in the game so it's tough to say like I don't really know what the balance is for that or how they're going to find it if that's what they're looking for yeah I feel like
2: best case scenario it'd have to be like an optional thing yeah
0: which I just don't see them doing like, there's no way it can either be, like, like if it's not optional, you have to go back to, like, some zones are low-level, some zones are high-level, which they're just not going to do that either. So, it's definitely uh, something that would be really cool, but they're going to have to figure out how to make it work for sure. Yeah. So what do you think, Doctor? Are we finally gonna get some more freaking housing slots in 2023? No. No, we're not. Wow. Just
2: break my heart right there. Yeah, what about a new class,
1: right? No, we're not getting a new class.
2: I'm oh
0: kidding. man. You you don't think the bards or the monks or <laughs> no the uh the Transformers? I'm just kidding, I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know I, I... what the classes we could have. <laughs>
1: I don't think you'll see a new class or more housing socks until they uh, drop
0: uh, last gen consoles and they could they that ever themselves. So could that ever be a thing? Like just one day they just be like, yeah, no, no more for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like me, I'm not gonna be able to play on the PlayStation 4 anymore and get the scores. They're like, no, nah, if you want to, you want to get PlayStation scores, but oh, you better get a PS5.
1: Yeah, I, I, don't, I feel like that might be something that they might consider like two years, like in two years, but in, like they might not actually do for like five, in, like five years from now.
0: Like, I wish they could just like lock down like the Xbox One's version and be like, all right, like that's it. You're not getting any of the other updates if you play on like the old consoles, like you're just going to get like. The new DLCs, but you're not going to get, like, specific updates to, like, the base game. Like, little things like that, like, adding housing slots and stuff. Just things that, like, the other Xbox can't handle. But it wouldn't really work for, like, a new class, I guess, theoretically. Yeah, because then,
1: you yeah. Because then, like, you can't play Cyrodiil anymore. You can't play Battlegrounds. You can't go into dungeons, because there's this weird class that's doing weird abilities. And
0: it breaks everything. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. A lot of people be like, ooh, new class, new class. I'm like, dude, I'm still getting used to the Necromancer, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would prefer a new weapon skill line myself. Yeah. And uh, I'm just getting tired of all these stamina Players asking for <laughs> new weapon skill lines. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, Don't like you that. have enough? Well, no, there's wands, right?
1: Unarmed and spear. I think that's like the big three that I've seen. That's the
0: the big three, and only one of them is magical. Yeah, well, I mean, you could have magical fists, right? No, <laughs> why not? You could enchant your fists. Is that really a thing? But, like, if you have unarmed, is that going to be like you're, like, equipping, like, brass knuckles and shit? Yeah, they could be magical brass knuckles. There we go. Yeah, well, you can enchant your brass knuckles. You're, like, (laughs) I think of like, some just thick gauntlets with some gold, just, like, you know, I don't know, like Legend of Zelda status, where you curl your hand up and just punch the crap out of something.
2: Yeah. That's what I would think of if I think unarmed. But technically, isn't that still armed? No.
0: No. No. You just don't think about it too much, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. We 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 need magic. We need magic. Uh you know, all we get is destruction staff, different elements, or restoration staff. And that's just not cool, homies. Yeah.
1: I definitely think these are much more likely than anything that we said so far. Um, I don't know. I don't think we're gonna get a spear though. Like if, to me, spear is like Templar, right? Like if you want your spear, you go to Templar. You play a Templar. I play a Templar. I like spears. I play Templar. So
0: yeah, they're like embedded so much in that Templar class. I can't see them making just a weapon skill. i for spears personally. Like, if they added spears to the game, like, then what would I do on my Templar? Like... Still use your spear? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but with the staff, then it'd be just weird. Yeah, I don't know if I, I would think that that's the number one like, top request, but uh, it's definitely gotta be probably top five, I would think. I think that uh, that's
1: pretty likely, though. He might see something of that. Alright, next up we have a new kid a new guild system slash story slash skill
3: line.
0: Cause it's all you know different kind of guild stuff. Um so like uh Dark Brotherhood Thieves Guild kind of concepts. Yeah. Um or Sigic Order, you know, that that's a guild
3: too. Well, yes, I named two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright. Um, if the chapter is set in the Talbani Peninsula, I could see like a possible possible Morag Tang, Morag Tong,
0: or even like Shadow Scales. Right? A Morag Tang. Now I gotta go buy <laughs> some Tang just because his dog said it. It's like the astronauts drink. Do they still sell Tang? I don't even know what Tang is. <laughs> you don't know what Tang is, bro? It's like chocolate milk but orange like drink it's like a powder that you put in water it makes a delicious orange drink i mean that sounds like kool-aid to me but well yeah it was like a a form of cool but that's what they would give to the astronauts to drink did not know that Oh, there you go. You learn some every day. Oh, yes, they still sell Tang, bro. <laughs> gotta go get yourself some Tang and change your life. Uh, I don't know. It
1: sounds suspicious. Especially oh, since, oh. since I, it only came up because I uh, mispronounced Morag Tong.
0: Oh, it's very sus, but you know, I'm telling you to change your life. I'm going to Amazon you some right now. But what what do you think a Morag-Tong skill line would look like? I, I don't know. Probably something like the Dark Brotherhood. But, like, more Morag-Tong-y. More, like, <laughs> professional and not so, like, blunt murder. Yeah. I can get down with that. I mean, clearly, if they go anywhere back towards that way, Naryu is going to show up. So, I mean, that will be cool. All right, so uh, we got a few more possibilities here of things we could see. Uh, how about some more guild slots? That would be uh, something to see, that's for sure. Yeah, I feel like that could be the uh, quality of life update that they might do for like Q3 or something. Well, they better have a fat sack of quality of life updates for Q3, bro. Yeah, they better no, that be could like be a... one No, no, no. Because like last Q3 or like one of the Q3s they introduced like the entire like champion rework didn't they? That was Q1. Uh, of yeah. like one year. Q3 was like the uh, sticker book or something then though. I feel like that was Mark Earth. Reconstructing. Yeah the reconstruction system. Did that come with the sticker book? Yeah. Pretty See sure. that's a that's a twofer right I, there. I still think that's Markarth. Okay, well, <laughs> still, regardless, uh, sometimes uh, good things come in bundles. Next
1: up, uh, you know this this might be another one of the most top thing is spell crafting. Um, I don't even know what that would entail or what that means.
3: It just sounds like it would be a balancing mess, chaos, in
2: pvp So
0: Yeah, I just feel like people would make ridiculous uh spells that I would not be able to figure out until I looked up and then what's the point anyway? So Yeah, I feel like that's something that you
1: could only do so much with and it would anger the people that really want spell crafting.
2: Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Alright, so this is a pretty big one from, you know, PvP and some of the
1: PvE on game community. Um, You know, separate PvP and PvE
3: set and skill stats. Wouldn't that be nice, right? Oh, yeah. How
1: about that? Yeah, I hope one day they uh, end the heavy armor, sword and shield bar meta in PvP. Um downside is, I think they can only do that if they add a section into the little, little battle spirit buff, where it's like, hey, if you have a sword and shield equipped, you do 25% less damage. And if you have a heavy armor piece equipped, you have 5%, you do 5% less damage per heavy armor. You know, maybe not in those exact numbers, but something like that. Something to be like, hey, this is for tanking, and not for you to be surviving,
3: surviving, surviving. Alright, turn around and burst kill you. So... Fussball groups are just insane.
0: Yeah. That would be pretty cool, but I feel like we're just on a list of cool things that may never come to fruition.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got next?
1: Uh, continuing on this PvP train and things that probably won't come to fruition <laughs> is new PvP contents. And we already know that's not going to happen until Cyrodiil is fixed so maybe 2024
0: though right right Uh, yeah we'll see how those hardware things help that's for sure maybe like if everything goes smooth they could start thinking about something which means it will take like yeah a year at least to make so yeah and you know this is uh the caboose
1: of the pvp train uh people have been wanting battlegrounds to become team versus team instead of like a three way battle so that you know there's actually incentive to winning and not being not the loser and I kind of feel like this would get more attention over the battleground special weekends especially since they only give you 25% more AP which isn't much incentive when you can be like alright right. I want to have, if I'm looking for PvP and I want to score AP, I would just look for a campaign that has, like, a low score buff, a low population
2: buff, something like that. That gives you, you know, double AP.
0: I definitely could, like, see myself enjoying that, but I will play a slight devil's advocate to it because, like... In comparing, like, Battlegrounds to, like, the queued PvP matches for New World. Where you would be, like, on two separate groups trying to take, like, you know, outposts and hold them. Kind of, like, capture the flag thing or, like, a domination. You would get, like, a lot... Not, like, all the time, but, like, man. It was very evident when one team was, like, overpowered and they were just absolutely destroy the entire match and just you'd be stuck at your spawn. It's just horrible. And as I was thinking about that point, I was like, man, you know, that does still happen sometimes in Battlegrounds, even though it's 3v3. Like, the weak team will get farmed, for sure. But, I guess at least you have the option of, like, the other team coming to attack the other team eventually, because there's nothing else happening, so... I guess I could kind of see there's reasons why they still do a three, three-way 3 thing. But, you know, as a traditionalist who uh, grew up, you know, w- grew up in competitive gaming, or PvP, I guess, you know, playing Halo, my ideas of PvP are, you know, Team Deathmatch and Team Slayer as well. So, yeah, I I kind of feel like I would like it, but I also kind of feel like it might go bad. Maybe. Or maybe it could go good
2: good. Could go good. Wow. That was, mm-hmm. I don't know what that was. Could go
0: as good as that in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, next we have a couple more for you guys. One good possibility that a lot of people for sure have been asking for is an updated combat tutorial. Now this is something that would definitely help people know what light attack weaving and animation canceling is. Both are important for end game trials and knowing a little bit is good for dungeons and PvP. When this game first came out, animation canceling was the thing you did to cheat and break the game and cast your skills quicker. And they just ended up liking it and wanting it to to just left it and implemented it as part of the game. Or at least that's what everyone said on Xbox, you know, like us talking to each other. I don't know if that's actually was their intention to always have that as part of the game. Uh, But that was, you know, what we always said or what I always heard from everyone is that they... uh, just never ended up fixing it to the point where it just became part of the game and now it is. And it's a intr like a very intricate part of the game. You really have to be good at that. So it would be good for them to like embrace it and show that in a tutorial like that. And I feel like they've already updated the tutorial once now, so I could see them uh, touching it up again for sure. All right. Uh, next up is trial group finder. Um,
1: This is definitely something that could be helpful for finding like normal trials, but having actual roles for normal trials definitely matters. So, and we see how the dungeon stuff goes, and I feel like that would be something that harms more than helps. Is you can easily fake tank a dungeon with a taunt like you don't need to be a real tank. You do need to be a real tank to do a trial (laughs) like. There's no way you can complete a trial with, like, not a good tank. Like, you need at least a half decent tank with a shield. Can't just have a taunt, like. So I don't don't know about the trial group finder.
0: Yeah, trial group finder is something that, like, I think they, I remember Finn saying they talked about it first, but it just got crazy. When they considered implementing it, like when the game was gonna first come out, so they scrapped it. But I don't know. You never know, man. I think it would be nicer than putting in random chat and crag learn. Yeah. Now, uh, so for our last uh, possibility here, at least we have crossplay, which, uh, yeah, I. I can already hear all these people getting triggered. Oh Bob, it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. Look, man, it's probably not. But you never know. Yeah, you never know. I'm definitely gonna say definitely not though in
1: crossplay.
0: No, you never know, no. Well not yeah. I don't think it'll happen in twenty twenty three, to be fair. Yeah. But you know, we you know, we didn't think uh, dragons were ever going to come to ESO either, so there you go. That is true.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and as uh, unlikely but possible as crossplay could still be, cross save is about the uh, same situation there, right dog? I mean, are they that different? No, I just I
2: don't think they're that different. Um, yeah highly unlikely, definitely
0: more likely than crossplay though I would I would assume. I would be but. down for cross save, like I don't need a full crossplay. Um like the same concept as like Destiny or Final Fantasy, I think. Does like cross play, cross save? I would be down for that. Yeah. So, let's finish up this episode with our multi-chapter story predictions. For me, I don't have, like, any, like, straight-up, like, this is going to be the villain or, you know, Darian's going to come back or anything kind of (laughs) predictions. But uh, one thing I really would think, like, is cool is if they not, like, directly, like, continued the original ESO, like, story, but if they, like, you know, kind of tapped that, like, oh, okay, like, you know, we went through all this stuff uh, and, you know, like, all the way through Somerset, and, you know, like, kind of ended that. So, we were, like, they built other stories, like, on top of that that we never got to, like, explore because they just went straight into, like, the year of this, the year of that, the year of that. So, I would like to see them get back into some of those, like, you know, tap some of those things. I mean, I don't need the Prophet walking around. I don't need Saison and Lirius, uh, you know. But I think it would be cool to just, uh, you know, like give, you know, because they're not going to make ESO2, you know, so like give that story some life again, though. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Was there like a big Meridia thing that people were talking about? Yeah, there's some big stuff, you know. As for me, you know, I do have a lot, right? I, I, I pretty much said this before um but i've 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 been thinking that you know we've been winning for far too long and we definitely kind of need like a reality check um with a you lose storyline um first chapter you know whatever you introduce some big bad man of marco right um, i think man of marco in this battle with famous Galerian uh where you know many many people die i think that would be good um you know it's in the lore and stuff so uh I think you know somewhere we go fight him right in the middle and then everyone dies right except for us and maybe a few other people but yeah I think the only problem with that is that uh you have to be okay with killing off some beloved characters to make it feel legit and yeah that's
3: something that I'm okay with like but I don't know.
0: All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, anything with uh, Mana Marco definitely would be some cool stuff. Like, you know, just kind of wrap it around back to the original ESO story. I think you got, you and I are kind of feeling the same, uh, same stuff there. Yeah. All right, so that's gonna wrap it up for us. Hope you guys enjoyed our uh, 2023 synopsis and predictions for ESO and the uh, annual letter from Matt Viror. So, Dog, why don't you let these people know where they can find us? All
1: right, you can find us on Twitter of at Red Diamond Cast. You can find us on Facebook at the Red Diamond Courier. You can find us in your ESO PC or Xbox Guild of Ares the Red Diamond
0: which you can join our robots radio discord found at robotsradio.net And if you check our show notes, you'll find links to our merch store our sponsors, ESO hub.com and uh, all kinds of other awesome stuff. Plus if you leave us a five star review on Apple podcasts with some words to let everyone know that we are actually a real podcast, we will shout them out to the stars of Tamriel for you and spread your name and good word all over the land. So, please do that. Now, Dogged, where can they find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter,
1: Xbox, and ESOPC, all at Dogpark 24
0: And for me, it's going to be Twitter, Twitch, and ESO PC and Xbox, all at Bob Chinsky. chinsky it up. So, come hang out with us Come play some ESO But yeah, thank you guys for hanging out with us And uh, we'll be back for some uh, Christmas talk next week Well, I guess this week Sometime, before Christmas Yeah, definitely before Christmas You guys all have a great week And a happy holiday season We'll see you soon Yep, see ya
1: Listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Have you ever wondered how deep the Old Scrolls lore rabbit hole goes? Have you got a grasp of the basics and want to find out more about the universe? Written in Uncertainty is here to help you. We'll be mixing in philosophy, theology, and whatever other theory is useful with Elder Scrolls texts to untangle some of the biggest questions in the series, like what are Dragon Breaks, how does Chim work, where did the Dwemer go, and more. Check us out at writteninuncertainty.com or find Written in Uncertainty
2: on any podcatcher. Thanks for listening, and catch you later in the Grey Maybe of Tamriel.